Hello everyone and welcome. Hello everyone and welcome to church. What a great time to be alive and well and it's my pleasure to bring you God's word today as we continue in the teaching series powered by the spirit. Now for everyone joining us from Greater Lekki to Life Point Church to Ikoyi uh, to Maryland Ikeja to Ikorodu all here in Lagos and then to PCC Lekki. <laughs> it's good to be able to bring God's word to you today in this format. All right. Uh, all of our uh, international expressions uh, from Toronto uh, to uh, Dallas, Houston, London, England, Manchester, uh, UK, everyone, please get ready to be blessed by the teaching and preaching of God's word today as we continue in this teaching series. Now, this is a special one. I'm going to be speaking from my heart because I believe God has a strong word for you today. And when I'm done, I'm going to invite your resident pastors to take over and just, you know, speak over you and lead you into prayers. But I believe as we continue in this series, that is a tailor-made word for you today. I have titled this, who runs your world? It's a big question. Can you help me ask your neighbor, who runs your world? If you are online, go to the chat or comment and ask somebody, who runs your world? Who runs your world? That's a big question. You know, in this series, we've taught, you know, about many things. The fact that the Holy Spirit wants to fill you up. The fact that God wants you to be powered by the Holy Spirit. Uh, many things that we have shared in this series. But I'm layering this on it today, and I believe it will bless your heart. I want to read from the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 48. I'll read from verse 16 and 17. Who runs your world? Who runs your word? Glory to Jesus. Now, in Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 16, the scripture says, Come near to me, hear this word. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time uh, that, is, uh, that it was. I was there. And now the Lord God and his spirit have sent me. Look at verse 17. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit and who leads you by the way you should go. This is God's original intention for, me, for you and I. God wants to run our world and in this day and age is doing it through the instrumentality of the Holy Spirit. And that's the Holy Spirit that we've been introducing to you in this series. Can you help me ask your neighbor if there's somebody beside you? Ask them, do you know the Holy Spirit? Are you getting to appreciate the Holy Spirit? Yeah, that's the question that you need to be asking right now. As we have introduced the ministry of the Holy Spirit this season, all of us need to come into full appreciation of who the Holy Spirit is and his assignment in our lives. And one thing that is certain is that God has ordained that the Holy Spirit should run our world. You know, at different seasons of, of life, many things come into center stage. Priority, we call them. And maybe right now, your priority may be your business. Your priority may be your studies. Your priority may be your marriage. Your priority can even be a child. All I'm asking for today, as we continue in this journey, knowing more the Holy Spirit, is that the Holy Spirit wants to run what is priority to you right now. In fact, he wants to determine your priority and give you power to run through it in the right manner. So 
God spoke, speaking through Isaiah the prophet here. He said, I am the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, your Redeemer. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit and leads you in the way that you should go. Literally speaking, God says, I run your life or I want to run your life. And I want to run it as a New Testament believer. You should understand that God wants to run your life through the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. Uh, uh, you know, a major element of the supernatural life is knowing what the will of God is per time and aligning with the will of God because God leads us in the path of profiting. I speak over somebody this morning. You will no longer, you will no longer walk into a dead hand in life in the name of Jesus. Can I hear a better amen? You know, there's something about running into a dead end. Many people are now currently in this season running into a dead hand maritally, running into a dead end, you know, business-wise, running into dead hands in your career. Some people are even running into a dead hand emotionally. It's all negative emotion, negative emotion, trying to come out of depression. One of the short plug, if you want to come out of depression, is to release your heart and mind to the Holy Spirit. The psalmist says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than high. What is overwhelming you this season? What is seeking to run your life? If you yield it to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit takes over from there, takes control of that thing and takes control of your mind. So the Bible says, for instance, it gives beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. God loves it when we release our lives to him and it can bring us into a great exchange. He wants to exchange. He wants to exchange, you know, beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I don't know who you are, but God knows you. Maybe you came into this service this morning wondering, What's next for me? Wondering, how can I come out of this situation? I've come to introduce the ministry of the Holy Spirit to you one more time this morning. The Holy Spirit has an answer for every situation. It was there in the beginning, you know, when God says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Who was he talking to? He was talking to God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Let us make man. The Holy Spirit has always been there from the beginning and he will remain till the end is the, the, the executor of God's will in your life. And he wants to work with you. 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 So that is what we're discussing this morning in this short exhortation uh, b- before I, I get your resident pastors to take over. I just want you to have it at the back of your mind that God wants to run my life. Paul was praying in Colossians chapter 1, when you read verse 9 and 10, uh, for the Christians in Colossae, and by, by implication, all of us as Christians, says, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, being fruitful, in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. What does this mean? Paul was writing or, or praying this prayer to the Colossians and he was saying, look, 
I want you to get into alignment with God. I pray for you all the time that you will get into alignment with God. And I'm praying for somebody here today that from this point, as you start to walk with the Holy Spirit, you will come into a great alignment with the will of God for your life. Can I get an amen to that? Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. You know, let, let me quickly move on by saying how to understand the will of God part time. How do you walk in the will of God part time, coming into an alignment with him? He wants to run your life. But you see, just like driving a car, if I take the driver's seat in the car, it means that I'm the one that's going to drive it. I'm the one that's going to run it. <laughs> I, I run things here. But sometimes, not even sometimes, all the time, God expects you and I to yield the driver's seat to him while we take the passenger's seat even in the matters of our destiny. You know, when you put anything into the hands of God, even when you are taking the passenger's seat and you are just a co-pilot in the matter of your destiny, you are sure because of the one who says, I'm the Lord God, your Redeemer, the one who teaches you to profit and leads you in the way that you ought to go, that God will not run your life into the ditch. The Holy Spirit has never messed anybody's life up. He has never made a mistake with any issue and yours will not be the first. And that's why God is speaking to you today that you hand over your life to the Holy Spirit afresh. You know, sometimes uh, people suffer disappointment because they have their own way that they have configured a particular situation. So somebody wants to get married and you see a guy or a babe and you are wishing for this person. The Bible says you ask and you do not receive because you ask and miss to consume it upon your own loss. Our loss may are things that are not in alignment with the will of God per time. So can I ask you the question today? What are you losing after this season that may not be in the perfect will of God for you? The Holy Spirit wants to empower you to walk in the perfect will of God. He wants to run your life. Yeah. And in this 13 years, almost 13 years of the elevation, it'll be 13 years, uh, you know, by October, we've seen God walk with us and just move us in alignment with him. Many people ask me, oh, how is it that the Elevation Church is making such great impact and growing even through, you know, difficult situations? It's because we walk with God. And you cannot be a part of this mandate, this mandate to make greatness common, and you will not walk with God. What do I mean by walking with God? It's about submitting to the will of God in every situation. He runs our world. He runs our life. Yeah, and I'm asking you today too, you may be old or young, it's never too late to start to yield the driver's seat of your life and destiny to God. Your brain is too small to run your life. When you yield it to the power of the Holy Spirit, it, it, it starts something new in your life. It, it, it works in you and work with you to lead you to the great life that God has ordained for you. Can I, uh, uh, you know, give you some experiences and also some instruction on how to yield it to God for God to run your life through the Holy Spirit? The first thing I love to say is start from the Word of God. Start from the Word of God. Colossians 3 and verse 16. The scripture says, let the words of Christ dwell in you richly, richly. The reason why many people are struggling with the leading of the Holy Spirit, you know, you know, we have emphasized consistently 
as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. In the opening message of this series, I emphasize the fact that uh, children of God are different from sons of God. Son, to be a son of God is a graduation. You know, uh, we, we know in this world uh, the, the difference between a child and uh, an adult. That scripture is referring to people who have matured in God are the ones who allow God to run their lives. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. They are children of God and they are sons of God. The question today is, are you the mature son? In the Greek, is euos. Son of God, you know, somebody that can be trusted or somebody that is also trusting in God enough to yield his or her life to God. That's what God wants. And it is, it, it works better when the word of God is dwelling in your heart. You know, you will be able to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit if you have loaded your heart with his word. It's very important. In fact, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, the Bible calls the word of God a prophetic word. And that is the written word. It says, and so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in, the dark, in a dark place until the day dawn and the morning star, that's Jesus, is uh, arise or rises in your heart, knowing this, no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. He said, holy men speak as they were moved of God, or of the spirit of God. So uh, the, prophecy, the, the, the word of God is prophetic. When I apply my heart to it, God speaks to me through it. I remember, I mean, for instance, uh, when our church was about to start and my pastor told me, pray, go and pray about where you should start from. Somebody's about to start a business right now. Don't use just your mind. It's good to do market research and all that, but you still need to ask the Holy Spirit. That is the only way you can prove that is the one running your life and running your world. Ask him questions. Let him run your world. But it's easier when your mind is full of the word of God. I was instructed by my pastor to ask, where should we start from? The Elevation Church. And I heard in my spirit to start from the highland part of Lagos. But I needed some bit of confirmation because it's a very critical decision. One of those mornings, I was reading the word of God and I was reading from the book of Genesis where the Bible was saying, the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. Ah, when I read the word planted or plant, something came to my mind about, look, you are also about to plant something. God planted. Where did he plant his own? And the scripture says, eastward in Eden. And my mind just got locked up with that eastward in Eden until I researched to say, okay, in my meditation, I felt the Holy Spirit was telling me, why don't you check this island that you are trying to confirm? And I saw that this place, this, you know, there's a region of Lagos that is also called East of Lagos or East, uh, East, East, East Lagos East Territorial District or something like that. And by the time I checked, it's aligned with what God has spoken to me. And one way or the other, I had peace in my heart about establishing this church, starting from the highland part of Lagos. That's how we started, from Lagos Highland. Yeah, I was, I'd always lived on the mainland part of Lagos. Wherever you live right now, whether in the UK, in the US, in Europe, you know, uh, Manchester, wherever you live, uh, you want to start something, you want to start out a family, ask God, 
Don't just uh, say this is where houses are cheap. It's not a, your decisions can must not only be driven by economics or what is available. Sometimes we stay or we start out from what, what is available, but we still need to ask the Holy Spirit. If it's the one that runs your life, then you need to consult with him. He may have a different plan in mind and you need to follow it. Secondly, sharpen your spiritual discernment by learning to ask the right question. Just like I've been talking about, you know, asking the right question. You need to sharpen your spiritual discernment. You know, like I said before, we apply scriptural filters, but uh, we, we get used to uh, th that point where we, uh, our discernment, this sense of discernment is well sharpened and we can walk with God with a sharpened discernment. God wants you and I to walk with him with a discernment that is, that is well sharpened. Uh, that, that is what helps us to stay in the will of God uh, as we allow him to run our world through the Holy Spirit. I've had so many situations in pastoring this church where I just had to be able to discern what the will of the Lord is. You know, uh, like the scripture says in Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5 uh, uh, and, and 18, it says, and don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit of God. Uh, and before then, you know, in, in verse 15, he had admonished us, Ephesians 5 and 15, he said, uh, 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 said don't, don't live anyhow unthinkingly. That's how message translation puts, puts it. He said, these are dangerous times. So watch your steps, use your head. These are dangerous times. Walk with the Holy Spirit. Don't be, don't live unthinkingly. Don't, don't just live your life anyhow. In fact, I love to, to read that scripture, uh, just to be able to explain something, uh, to someone right now. I want you to follow me very carefully. Uh, follow me very carefully. Ephesians 5, uh, uh, and, uh, and verse 15. Ephesians 5 and verse 15. Uh, uh, let's, 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 let's read it together. It, 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 it says, glory to God. Yeah, this is what I'm looking for. In the New King James Version, see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. You know, I was trying to read it in the message translation. It said, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. It said, do, do, therefore, do not be unwise, verse 17, but understand what the will of the Lord is. All he's saying is live with discernment. Be able to discern the will of God. Because the moment you discern the will of God, it means that you have given God the right place to run your life and you just walk with him. And that's why verse 18 then says, don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit of God. Speaking to yourself, he says, speaking to one another in sounds, aim, and, and spiritual songs, and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. This is how to live and walk in the Spirit. Let your heart be filled with gladness singing and making melody in your heart. Submit to one another. Yeah. Husband, listen to your wife. Wife, listen to your husband. Let's have partnership. All of us partnering with the Holy Spirit and partnering with one another to work in discernment. You know, all these arguments at home. Husband wants to go right. Wife wants to go left. 
it leads us to a place where we pull the family apart, we take the Holy Spirit out of the driver's seat, and one person wants to drive. Please, I'm begging you today, in the name of Jesus Christ, don't run your family only with your emotions. There are certain departments of life and destiny where emotions are not valid instruments to make decisions. The Holy Spirit wants to make decisions for you as you discern the will of God in every situation. That's where uh, praying in the Spirit, for instance, is very important. We emphasized that last Sunday. Praying in the Spirit is very important. If you will gain a sense of discernment where you can be in the Spirit and get fired up into the will of God for your life. Whatever you do, praying in the Holy Ghost, reading the Word of God, it's all geared to us. I want to work in the perfect will of God for my life. I want God to run my life and He will run it if you give Him the chance to do so, if you give Him the opportunity to, you know, to take charge of your life and be uh, the one uh, in charge of your destiny. And somebody said after me today, saying in the name of Jesus, I release my life into the hands of God to run my life, uh, to be the, the real pilot. I am only the co-pilot. I yield my life to God afresh. Uh, Father, say, Father, run my life. Uh, be the driver of my destiny. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody say a big amen to that. Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. All right. I also want to encourage someone today. If you really want God to run your life, be willing to step out when you get signals from God. Be willing to step out in faith. Many people have been planning and planning to obey God, to do the will of God. You got a prompting in your heart to visit somebody, to send an email or to, to give or to help somebody, whatever the prompting is, a prompting to read a book, a prompting to study something, please step out in faith even when divine activities are not apparent. Yeah, even when divine activities are not apparent. You know, sometimes it's the way the Holy Spirit is working within you. Because the Bible says it's the one that is at work in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. I remember in the first year of this church, just sharing my experience uh, with pastoring the Elevation Church with you today so that somebody who is in business, you can make a, 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 you know, a connecting line. Somebody in your career, you can make a connection with this as well. In the first year of this church, when we started at a place called City Mall in Onico, on Lagos Island in Lagos, uh, uh, the, 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 the place looked like a good place where we could be for the next three years or more. But by after three months, there was this only discontent in my heart. I just saw that some things were not working right there. Everything looked okay at the time, but some things, oh, today is elevator, tomorrow is escalator. Something is not just, I took my time to pray, December of 2010, just three months after our church started. And I started feeling this only discontent in my heart. Uh, and, you know, nothing looked like it, that we could step out of that place in, in a couple of months, but that was what was in my heart. In fact, it was in prayer and all that I started feeling like maybe God wants us to leave this place. But this place looks good. We've signed a contract to be here, you know, for a, 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 a few more months. Even, I mean, the owners of the place wanted us to be there for one, two years at Envision that in this place, we're going to break into 
two services, three services, you know, and all that. Oh, maybe from there we could go to the Muson, which was a, a big event place that is not far off where we could uh, continue to run service. But after a while, I just started to feel that there is something more. Maybe you are listening to me today and you have been feeling like there's something more. There's something more in your career than where you are. Or somebody who has been feeling this only discontent about, you know, uh, 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 the, the state of your business. God is the one steering your heart. You need to open up to his leading and allow him to run that thing. You need to open up, you know, to it. As I opened up to it, God started to speak to my heart. I gained the boldness and the courage to be able to speak to our leaders, starting with my wife, to say, I feel God wants us to leave this place. But to leave this place, where do we go? I said, I feel God wants us to go towards Victoria Island, Lekki, part of Lagos, you know. And after a while, the boldness to speak to the leaders came. This church was just maybe about 100 people at that time or less, about 75 to 100 people. Spoke to the leaders. We had a leaders meeting. The leaders started to buy into it to call the long story short how a church that is just three to four months can start to raise money to lease land and put up a structure of their own, which is where a young adult church, Life Point Church, now, you know, Life Point now meets. Uh, that was how we got into that place. To the glory of God, we own that facility today, but at that time, we leased the land. It was quite a bit of money, millions of naira, and I was... Uh, you know, I was a bit timid about asking people to give big into a church that is just starting, that they don't even know whether this church is going to go far, whether this young man is going to disappoint them. It's not about you. That's what I'm trying to say. If you allow God to run your life, it, it, you know, it causes you to dream bigger than your mind can comprehend. It puts strength in your heart and in your hand. When your hand is strengthened and your heart is strengthened, what happens is that, you know, the vision of God in your heart becomes stronger. And then God starts to attract resources to you. That's what our story has been like. And I believe that that's going to become the story of your business and your career in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say better amen to that. So learn to walk with divine promptings. Learn to walk with, you know, uh, uh, just things that the Holy Spirit will bring into your heart. It may not look like it, but if you will step out by faith, something new will start to happen in your life. Let me wrap this up very quickly. Uh, let me wrap this up very quickly. Have a big vision. Even when what is in your hand is small. That's my last admonition for today uh, before I turn you over to your resident pastors. You are in this service, whether you are online or at any of our expression, what God has for you uh, is bigger than what your mind can comprehend. And it is the work of the Holy Spirit as you yield your life to him to paint that picture pictures to you, you know, to paint the picture to you. That's why, uh, you know, scripture says in the last day, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He said, your sons and your daughters uh, shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28 is very important that you allow the Holy Spirit to put a big vision in your heart. And you know, sometimes we're not able to see the big vision because of the small thing that is in our hand. The scripture is replete with situations where God asked people, what is it that you have in your hand? In Exodus, 
uh, chapter 3, uh, when God appeared to Moses, the question he asked him was, what is it that you have in your hand? When Moses said, I can't go, I can't do this big thing that you're putting, in, you're confronting me with. What is, what is it that you have in your hand? A rod, throw it down. The rod became a serpent. And with that rod, Moses did wonders in Egypt. You remember the story also in, uh, you know, in, uh, in, 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 in the story of Elijah in 1 Kings 17. Elijah was sent to the widow. When he got to Zarephath, the widow of Zarephath, the widow said, Elijah said, go and fix me a meal. The widow said, no, I just have, you know, just a, a, a cruise of oil, just something, uh, you know, uh, just something little, you know, something little. The woman was going, Elijah said, you know, in 1 Kings 17, I think uh, uh, verse, verse number nine or so, Elijah said, verse 10, he says, so he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And in verse 11 of 1 Kings 17, and the Bible says, as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, in verse 12, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bean and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and die. May the Lord deliver you from eat and die. What is in your hand will be sustained. It will go bigger. Nothing will die in your hand again in the name of Jesus Christ. Can I get a bigger amen to that? Glory be to Jesus. And Elijah said to her, verse 13, do not fear. Go and do as I have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterwards, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, God of Israel, the bean of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. Glory be to Jesus. What do you have in your hand? The widow said, just small cruise of oil and flour. That's all. Don't allow what is in your hand to limit your vision. Let the Holy Spirit paint a bigger picture. Give you a sense of vision. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. Scripture says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far and above all that we can ask or think. <laughs> I need you to understand something. God is about to unleash a fresh spirit of vision upon the Elevation Church globally. I need you to press into it as we walk with the Holy Spirit this season. God is unleashing something new. Don't judge your life based on what you have in your hand. Don't judge your life based on your certificate only. Don't judge your life based on your age only. Don't judge your life based on your bank account only. God wants to run your life. If you put what you have in his hand, don't judge your life based on that idea that has no material evidence of success. If you put it in his hand, it will multiply it. It can breathe on it. He did it for the widow in Zarephath. In John chapter 6, uh, also when you read about the feeding of 5,000, Jesus told them to bring uh, the, the, the five loaves and two fish or so from the boy. 
and he blessed it and he broke it and it multiplied and fed 5,000 families. What do you have in your hand? If you believe that God runs your life, you need to put that thing in his hand and he's going to do wonders with it. Wonders, I say with it. So put that idea in his hand. Put that vision in his hand. Put your heart in his hand. Put your academics in his hand. Put your career in his hand. Put that marriage or that marital plan in his hand. He wants to run it for you. Whatever he touches multiplies. I pray over you today. Nothing will die in your hand any longer. In the precious name of Jesus, grace comes upon you for things to multiply in your hand. May your vision not die. May it grow bigger and bigger as the Elevation Church grows. May what God has put in your hand also grow in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for you that your vision will not diminish. It will grow bigger. As you open up your heart for the Holy Spirit to fill you, fill you with grace, everything that God has put in your hand will start to multiply. In the precious name of Jesus. Who runs your life? Make it the Holy Spirit. And at this point, I'm going to invite your resident pastors to put the high sin on the cake and lead you in a time of prayer. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you in the precious name of Jesus. God bless you. Somebody shout, God bless you, Pastor Godman. Was that powerful? Please help me look at your neighbor and ask him or her who runs your world.